Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai, it's lovely to have you along. On the programme this evening, we're heading to the Hodgson Loom Gallery to see the Art in Lockdown exhibition and speak to some of the artists involved. And we have that fabulous track from Turning Glass, who are a newly formed duo combining poetry with music. Although lockdown was a very difficult time and is still an everyday experience for some here and, of course, around the world, creatively, many people seem to have blossomed and the Hodgson Loom Gallery's Art in Lockdown exhibition is the perfect place to see what everyone's been up to. Julia Ashby-Smythe is the gallery's curator. It's looking fabulous up here. Um, when when did you start the exhibition and, and how did it come about? We started, I think it was the 8th of August, which seems ages ago, <laughs> and... Um, it was after seeing all the pieces that were created in lockdown and just everybody posting all these amazing uh, pieces of art, whether it be sculpture or painting or, or whatever it was, I just thought, if we're opening the gallery, let's start with celebrating all this creativity that's been unleashed because people have suddenly had a bit of time. Yeah. So that that was the thought, because everybody that was booked into the gallery has deferred their exhibitions till next year because they just don't know what's happening. So we opened this, just put the call out, and I thought, there'll be a few. Uh, there was We had over 260 submissions. No way. Oh, my so, God. Um, yeah, so then even now they're not all out because we just didn't have room. So it, as pieces sell... They go immediately, you can take it off the wall and take it home and love it yeah. immediately. And it makes room for some of the pieces that haven't yet got out. So it's yeah. there are two hundred over 200 pieces on show. So, yeah, it's all putting it together. <laughs> yeah, but it was. <laughs> I mean, um, it's so vibrant and so varied. Um, are there, have you had submissions from people who, who you haven't had contact with before who... Um, maybe have picked something up that they haven't done for a long time or ever before even. Yes, there's new names, people that have never exhibited before, lots of people I haven't seen work from before. So that's really exciting that they've suddenly come from underneath these bushes and are putting their children out there for everybody to see. It's a big step. Um, And so it's lovely to see all these new names and new styles and so many different things. And of course, we've got really established artists as well. So you've got the whole, the whole wide range of different artists mm-hmm. in here. It's yeah, it's really good to see. Yeah. And there's a lot of 2D work, but there's a heck of a lot of 3D stuff as well. I'm seeing a, a sewing box that's been painted. I'm seeing ceramics and um, tiny little sculptures as well. And there's this made out of felt as well. So there's just so many different things. Yeah, there's everything from needle felted wool, no, wolf even, from real wolf fibre. Wow, I know. I had to, Rick was very, very interested in it. Um, and then we've got monkey puzzle bowls, we've got the little fisherman's cottages by Paul and Barry, there's hardly any left. Um, there's the little legged bowls, which I adore. Um, they're like the luggage from. Discworld novels. <laughs> oh, <they're> just <laughs> um, the, There's acrylic paws. There's the sewing box, which I've got my eye on. 
Um, there's carved wood, there's, there's Frauke Watson's jewellery from the recycled, there's everything. Yeah. Something for everybody. And are you, are you still accepting submissions? How long do you think this will go on for? Because I suppose with so many people having to defer their exhibitions, I suppose it's kind of open and we you must be one of the only galleries in the British Isles to be able to, in the world possibly, to be able to operate without social distancing restrictions. It's a really special opportunity we've got here. We still are accepting submissions because some people haven't finished their pieces. For some other people, they are still in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it still is appropriate and for them to be able to still bring pieces in or anybody that started something or they've not been able to get it framed or they've not been able to because somebody across has not been able to do a part of their piece, whether it be glazing or there's so many reasons. Uh, A lot of this art is incredibly vibrant and real celebration of whether it be nature or just so much colour and possibly as it goes on it might go darker i don't Mm -hmm. know it'll be interesting to see and so i know there are still pieces to come in um that are still being finished and we have no end date for this exhibition because we don't know what's going to happen we don't want to set something else up in case we have to suddenly shut it down so at the moment this is just going forward yeah Um, and we're because it's it's new pieces are coming in as well then it changes all the time mm-hmm. there's yeah there's i know there's some ceramics to come in i think there's some more wood to come in there's some other paintings to come in so it's all it's very exciting yeah and it is quite a surprise how vibrant it is because i don't know lockdown was so difficult for so many people and as you say some people are still shielding it's it really is so much brighter than i might have imagined mm-hmm. i I think a lot of people, well, I think I heard actually somebody say, I I thought it might be a bit grittier. And I didn't know what to expect. But as I think people have just celebrated that space, they've been able to just, there's so many pieces that are connected to nature. And there are other pieces that say a lot to their deep. Mm-hmm. Um, is the good mix and it's it's good to see just so much art um, it's, it's delightful to to be able to walk around and be immersed in as you say to be a gallery that's open i wouldn't like to guess how many that aren't open mm. so it's people need to enjoy the space come and have a look at it and go home with something yeah do remind them of lockdown <laughs> Happy memories. Um, when when are you open at the moment? Monday to Saturday, ten o'clock till four o'clock. Lovely. And that's that's every week. We're open on the bank holidays, so there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get down here. <laughs> so see, you've brought two lovely pictures of birds to this exhibition. What what technique have you used here? Um, it's acrylic on canvas. Mm-hmm. And is painting something that you do a lot of, or is this something that you've kind of picked up through lockdown? Uh, No, two years ago I did a course with Paul Parker on the island, and before that I knew I could draw, but I didn't know I could paint, and then suddenly 
discovered that I could paint, so that's all I've ever wanted to do since. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. The birds you painted are gorgeous, but I don't, I don't recognise them. No, I specifically chose birds that would make people come and look at rather than recognise. So they'd need to come to have a look. So that's a male blue throat singing his heart out and a great rose finch having a look at the day. And <laughs> <laughs> um, So they're not native to the British Isles, these then? No. I, I liked the colour because I just needed colour. Mm -hmm. Lockdown was dark. Even though it was sunny, it felt dark mm. and, you know, worrying. So I just wanted to be colourful in what I did, and that's why they are so bright. And mm -hmm. So I chose bluebird and a rosebird. <laughs> mm. I mean, they're so detailed and there's so, so much layering to them. It looks like it took a lot of hard work mm. to get these two to the stage they're at now. Um, creatively, what, what was lockdown like for you? Um, I suppose it was creative. It, I made it creative because we were forced to not go anywhere. So I was lucky I had the studio. Um, but I decided to choose um, in my head commissions so I didn't know there was going to be the, the lockdown exhibition but I thought no concentrate mm -hmm. and choose subjects that well they were dear to us because birdsong just became so important so true nature so true. and birdsong yeah. because the plane there were no planes in the sky there were no cars on the road so you could actually hear the birds so I think that's that's what happened with me creatively. I just felt, what do we need? What do I need? Mm -hmm. And it came out as, as the birds. <laughs> yeah. So what work have you submitted to this exhibition, Charlotte? I've got two etchings in at the moment. There's two framed and there's two that are proofs. That's um, the first print before an edition, yeah. which are mounted up uh, that you can look at. But I've actually got um, a couple more pieces still at home mm -hmm. because for us lockdown has gone on a lot longer yeah. than we would have anticipated. Um, our son, our eldest son Quentin, came back from university. Mm -hmm. He had to isolate for his 14 days yeah. and then um, Shane, uh, Lucas, my husband, uh, he went across for an appointment in Liverpool and he had to isolate for 14 days Oh gosh! <laughs> and only last week our youngest Cedric and myself we were both really ill with fevers and we had ring 111 and we got tested so we all had to isolate till the negative results came oh, back so we're clear Thank you goodness. are safe to talk to me <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that so um, yeah. so during those times you know lockdown it wasn't just that period where nobody could go out yeah so I've still been producing some work yeah. and there's still a couple of pieces at home mm -hmm. when I've done from a sketch from my sketchbook from a long time ago and one from a lockdown walk that we did together, Shane and myself, a very short yeah. walk because I'm a little bit disabled these days but I get about when I can and that's another view of the island. So mainly island views they are. Shall I show you? Oh yeah, please do. <laughs> so where did your walks take you? Well, this particular one, which I walked quite slowly, uh, was from the Carved Sound up to Spanish Head. Yeah. And it's looking towards Langness. But what I loved about the composition, which I played with, is that I couldn't imagine, because I'd never actually walked to Spanish Head from that oh, angle. Really? Yeah. And I looked across, and I saw this wonderful shape of the chasms. And then beyond it, 
the, 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 on the horizon there is um, right to Scarlet and Langness, and it, it struck me as a really unusual composition. I think that's what I go for in, a, in yeah. an etching or any picture as a composition. So I couldn't, I didn't have enough time to sketch it, so I photographed it, played around with it a little, yeah. and perhaps it's not exactly as one would see it, but it, to me it captures what I yeah. saw there. Yeah and how I saw it. Um, and the other one is this one, which I started to do quite a number of years ago, um, as in I had um, started the etching, but in lockdown I was able to complete yeah. it. So uh, that one is called Breacher's Boy, or Breacher's Boy. Uh, that's our Cedric many years ago on the beach in Ramsey, but um, the only colour, real co actual colour added to it is the orange of his britches, his trousers, <laughs> so I thought it was an amusing title. Um, that's quite minimalist for me, and I used coloured inks to print it. Um, I don't know if you'd be interested to know how etching is. Oh, please do tell us, because, um, yeah, I think even even if people are familiar with the process, everyone has their own yeah. techniques and, and quirks to the process. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, do my best without <laughs> without the use of visual material. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, um, I do have different techniques, but basically it's, I use um, a zinc plate, which is a piece of metal, yeah. um, and these two instances, I covered them with a an acid-proof, ground. When that's dry, I use a sharp point, etching point, which I, I don't scrape and push into the metal at all. I just lift off the areas of wax mm. that I want to expose to some nitric acid, uh, six parts water, one part nitric. Don't do this at home, children. No. <laughs> and um, I leave it in for varying lengths of time. The longer you leave it in, the deeper the line will become when you print it. So it then gets all cleaned off when I'm ready. Um, and I then have to ink it up in different, if I choose different colors, and print each one by hand. So it does take forever. I actually mm -hmm. have to be very dedicated to want to do it. And it's messy, but it's fun. Um, and then, you know, the fun bit is sort of peeling, peeling back the picture to see what it looks like. And you go, oh yes, or oh do it, <laughs> and do it again. So um, it's it's quite an exciting process, yeah. but not one that many people do now because of health and safety. Uh, my etching press looks like a a mangle, but with a flat bed in the middle of it. So you sort of basically press it um, through. You turn the handle, yeah. and it comes through out the other side. Well, because each one is hand printed. Each etching is counted as yeah. an original, so once the plate is finished, you, you, I just do a limited edition of each one, so they're all original, so that one says 1 out of 25, after 25 I won't do any more of that print. So the colours might vary, because I like that, mm -hmm. but the actual image on the plate stays the same. Yeah. Is that alright? Yeah, no, that, <laughs> makes, that makes perfect sense, okay. that was really beautifully described, and it occurs to me that the plates themselves, the sheets of metal which you you etch in order to print with, they they sound like works of art in themselves. Well, you know, they say that when you've sold 
the whole edition. You're supposed to scratch the plates and nobody can, yeah. nobody can use them again. I find that tragic idea. Yeah. So what I would do is ink it up, clean it up as if I was ready to print it, not print it. That way the ink would dry in yeah. and you couldn't take any more prints, but you've still got a nice plate. Oh. That's a beautiful idea. I like that um, the image is still preserved because, yeah, they sound way too special. It sounds like ripping up a book or something. Yeah, oh, it just feels exactly wrong, sacrilegious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if people want to know more about your work or um, see more examples of your work, of course they can come here, but, but where can they find you? I'm on Facebook, um, Charlotte Jane Henry Artwork. All my pictures are on there and albums. Uh, you're welcome to have a look through there, scroll down, look at all the albums. There is an album of etchings on there. That's the thing I mainly specialise in, but I do lots of other things as well. I, I, just, I just love to see what's around me and what I can, what I can create. So Shane, what work have you brought to this exhibition? I've put um, eight different pieces of sculpture, some of which are here, some mm -hmm. of which are in store, so to speak, in case yeah. things sell. Yeah. Um, mainly done during that lovely summer, well, spring weather we had gorgeous, when I was it? working outside on my sculptures yeah. I've never done so many at, at one stage which yeah. is lovely so what kind of work have you been doing um, you, you, you work in a, a I've variety done, of media my life I've done enormous amount of stuff that's my way Charlotte's leading us towards yeah, some of the sculptures um, oh so this one's ceramic oh and mine, yeah. yeah yeah that's um, uh, locked out I've called during during a uh, locked locked out locked in <laughs> yeah. um boy to the door trying to get through the door and that's um obviously copied from Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel mm -hmm. the creation of man or creation of Adam mm -hmm. um which is fun to do yeah. um again of a bit of a laugh because of all the fuss people have nowadays I've actually made the God's hand as a woman I like your style, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> and has, um, has lockdown changed how you work creatively at all? It affected all of us, but for so many, it was a real turning point well, in many ways. Certainly, um, I haven't sold much this year. I mean, it's been a disastrous year for selling because there have been no exhibitions. No. You had no chance of selling much. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, but although I suppose in the long run, one's done the, the work. Yeah. So hopefully it'll sell um, yeah. later on. Yeah. Uh, some of my books are selling because I, I write a lot of books as well. Uh, so they're, they're okay. <laughs> what kind of books do you write? I didn't know you um, wrote. I've done two on the Laxi mine, mm -hmm. which I'm an expert on being a, a potholer. And I, I was exploring it for years and years in my, in my youth, till yeah. I say, <laughs> a few years back. But, um, oh, I've done one on the Odin's Raven, the Viking voyage, which I was mm -hmm. on. Um, and oh, my, my own life story, which is an enormous book, um, <laughs> and things like that, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I've written other people's life stories as well for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of those. How exciting. Well, thank yeah. you so much, and take care, and uh, yeah, keep, keep creating. Thank you very much. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. And here is a real treat for the ears. Turning Glass, a new collaboration between poets Jackie Morrie Grace and musician Joe Thorne. This track is called The Wildness of Birds and I can't stop playing it.
Hasn't Jackie got a gorgeous voice? Can't wait to hear more from Turning Glass soon. But for now, that's all we've got time for. Don't forget you can find today's show as a podcast for free at manxradio.com and join me again next Wednesday just after six when I'll have more from Art in Lockdown and I'll be learning a little bit of crochet at a workshop run by Manx National Heritage. Have a lovely creative week. Slan you.